to be real honest with y'all. I'm going to give y'all a secret. This is the favorite, my favorite 90 minutes I spend every day. It really is. It really is. Aww, they do pay you, me to say that. I'm Amanda Lacho. <laughs> this is Speak. That is Dave Hellman. Dave, a huge slate of games this weekend. What you most excited about? I won't steal your Niner thunder, but look, two of the best three quarterbacks in the league are going against each other. Trip to the AFC title game on the line. Burrow, Josh Allen. Burrow, Josh love. Allen. I love it. Well, that is the brilliant Joy Taylor to Dave Hellman's right. Joy, all these games, what's most exciting? A lot of exciting games this weekend. We've got the MVP playing the Prince that was promised to start the weekend off. <laughs> People are giving the Jags a chance. Uh, I'm excited to see Patrick Mahomes. Two five. Do you see the green? Do you see the juice you first? No. no, no, no. It don't need to. They don't want him. You see the green? I'm more excited about the Eagles, baby, and the link tomorrow night is going down. Well, if you don't know who he is, that's Eagles all-time Russian leader, LaShawn McCoy, 15,000 yards in the National Football League. Y'all know what I'm most excited about. It's the Niners. It's the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I was thinking about it. I'm most excited about the Niners because I played with their defensive coordinator, D'Amico Ryans. I played with their starting safety, Tayshawn Gibson, and their starting defensive lineman, Charles Omeni, who's like my little brother. So I was like, why am I so infatuated with these Niners? It's for those reasons. But I got to talk about the pressure. Brock Purdy is under an immense amount of pressure this game. Shady, when you are known to be the weak link of a team, I think there's no more pressure than that. Brock Purdy looks to his left, he sees Trent Williams. He looks outside, he sees Debo Samuel. He looks behind him, he sees Christian McCaffrey. He looks outside even further, he sees Brandon Ayuk. He looks closer to him, he sees George Kittle. But then he looks within himself and he's like, wait a second, I am a seventh-round pick. Although I have been balling to this point, do I still have enough juice to keep it going? So for that reason, I think Brock Purdy is under so much pressure in this game that everybody will be watching. But Dave Hellman, you cover the Cowboys. I say it all the time. You covered Dak Prescott. You know the pressure he's been under. He was drafted in the fourth round behind Tony Romo, one of the most beloved Cowboys in the history of the football franchise. Dak Prescott inherited one of the most talented teams in Cowboys history, modern history. He's been in a very similar situation to Brock Purdy. Who's under more pressure in this game, Prescott or Purdy? Yeah, Dak has been in this situation, and that's why I know the answer is Dak. Because when you're a rookie, you don't know what you don't know. Like, I hate to keep pounding that drum of Mr. Irrelevant. Honestly, maybe we could retire that. It seems Please. kind of, it seems kind of very mean. He might have killed He's that very time. relevant. But he was Mr. Irrelevant. It's, we're talking about year seven of Dak's career versus game number eight of Brock Purdy's career. Brock Purdy was never supposed to be in this situation. I get it. There's a lot on the line. But what, is, what, what happens to Brock Purdy if he loses this game? We're certainly not talking about his legacy. We're certainly not talking about whether or not he can get over the hump. We're saying, oh, you're the Niners' third-string quarterback, and that, it's not surprising that your run ended here, whereas Dak Prescott, I mean, we did all of this last week. If he loses this game, he will be 0-3 in trips to the divisional round. That is not something you want to associate Dave, yourself with. let me ask you this. There is a certain pressure that comes with being here, even though you were never supposed to. I don't know about y'all, but when the lottery gets up to a billion dollars, your boy starts buying tickets. <laughs> now, you're not supposed to win the lottery. You're not at all supposed to win the lottery. Right. But, Shady, if you see out of those five numbers – those first four are on point. You're not supposed to be here. Yeah. But now that you're here, it's a lot of pressure on that fifth number to hit. Brock Purdy might not be supposed to be here, Joy, but now that he's here, now that the Niners are here, two games away from the Super Bowl, I'm thinking to myself, there is a lot of pressure on this young stud, but Dak has some too. Where do you stand? I think there is pressure on Brock Purdy, but it's not 
pressure that Dak Prescott has going into this weekend. It's just, I don't like to say the word fair, so I'm not going to say the word fair. But there is a built-in excuse, a legitimate reason that we will have if Brock Purdy struggles in this game. Yeah, true. And it's not going to be Brock Purdy's fault, even if it is Brock Purdy's fault. People will feel like, okay, he had an amazing run. We got a little excited. <laughs> it's fine. He did well. And good for him. It'll be, like, good for him. Yeah, It'll be pat pissed. on the back. Yeah. yeah. Well done. Young man, it'll be disappointing because their roster is incredible and they have so much talent and they have their coach and everything's in place. But really, really, San Francisco is not supposed to be here when we consider the importance of the position that Brock Purdy is playing. We've seen other teams be on their third string quarterback and then go quite as well. So that's a testament to how well Brock Purdy is playing and what San Francisco has done. But Dak Prescott is the one who is under pressure here. Everything Dave just said. Everything that's gone on this season, the ups, the downs, the criticism, the praise, the fake interceptions. The real and, interceptions. And the real interceptions. There and, you go, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> and really when we go all the way back to the beginning of this season, which feels like seven years ago, Mike McCarthy is on the hot seat before the season even starts. We're revisiting how their season ended last year. And there's questions about if Dak Prescott is legitimately the one that can get them to the promised land. Well, this is the moment. You have everything you need. You could want more things, but they're, they're mostly healthy. Dak's played well since he's come back from his, from his injury. They've had an incredible season. So the pressure is on Dak Prescott. Shady, I've heard from the brilliant perspective of people that have covered the sport for a long time. You played the sport for a long time. Let me try to paint this picture for you. My sophomore year, I'm at the University of Texas. We go to the national championship playing Alabama, Trent Richardson, Julio Jones, Mark Ingram, amongst others. I'm a true sophomore. I'm starting. Let me put you in my shoes. In front of me is my brother, fourth-round pick. Lamar Houston, second-round pick. Mm -hmm. Sergio Kendall, second-round pick. On the outside, Aaron Williams, second-round pick. Other outside is... Is Chalky Brown, fifth-round pick. Nickel Brown, Nickelback, Curtis Brown, third-round pick. Yeah, behind, me, Texas. behind me is Earl Thomas, future Hall of Famer, okay, first-round okay. pick. To my right, Roger McElroy, starting linebacker, yeah, fourth-round yeah. pick. To my left, Keenan Robinson, starting linebacker, fourth-round pick. He relives then this game me. a lot. Then, the, then there's me. And the reason I bring this up is I'm sitting here having a whole bunch of pressure because I'm like, if somebody's going to let the team down, it's not going to be Earl Thomas. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to let the team down. It's not going to be the two first-round picks up front or my brother, fourth-round pick. If somebody's going to let the team down, Uh it might be me. In 2009, I believe you were a rookie for the Philadelphia Eagles. Y'all are in the playoffs. Donovan McNabb's your quarterback. Brian Westbrook starting out there as well. Uh, Jeremiah uh, Trotter's out there. I started that game. You started back. So you get it. In your mind, is there not some sort of thought process that Purdy might be having as far as like, uh uh-oh, there's pressure because if somebody's going to let the team down, it might be me. Break that down from a player perspective and then give me that answer. I think for for Purdy, like, his team has done a great job of being the guys to get the job done for him, Mm -hmm. right? When you're a rookie, you just, like you said, you don't want to mess up. When I was a rookie, my only job job, wasn't just get yards and get touchdowns. I wasn't even thinking about that, to be honest. I can't mess up. I can't let my guys down. When you have an older group like the Niners have, yep. they have other stars around you, they make the game so much easier for you. You don't have to make that, that great pass. Birdie, mm-hmm. or I'm still going to catch it. Right? You don't have to make that, that great block for, for the quarterback. No, no, I'm going to make that block for you. Yep. So they're making everything and they're simplifying it for them. Even in the, like running the ball. The, the first drive, what, 60, 70 yarder? Yep. As a rookie, like, thank God. <laughs> Instead of, I have to make that 70 yard pass, he is. Or, or, or the running back, back McCaffrey did. So yep. I, I would say definitely the, the, the real pressure is on Dak. Okay. 
I can't wait to answer that question. <laughs> Since you asked him, can I jump into that? Go ahead, please. So I, I think it really is Dak. First of all, this is the first playoffs. He's, he's never turned, turned the ball over yet. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? I didn't. That's his thing, the turnover. He hasn't turned it over. You can't have a great performance like that against the Bucs on the road yep. and not have pressure this game. The same team that beat you last year, you play him again. It's revenge. Y'all beat us? Okay, bet. We're going to beat y'all in your house. Mm-hmm. Okay? And then if he loses this game, what are they, two, he's two and four in the playoffs? Yeah, if he loses two and five. All these, all these things matter. So I, I surely think that the, the, the real pressure is on Dak Prescott for them reasons. Common sense says that they both need to win this game, Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy. But let's dive into the nuance. Who needs to win the game more when you think big picture long term? Joy, you and I talked about it off camera before the show. In my mind, Brock Purdy is playing for his future as a starter in the National Football League. Yeah. Remember, the 49ers spent three picks on Trey Lance, quarterback they acquired two years ago. But Brock Purdy, if he can take this team to an NFC championship game, if his record through the duration of the season can wind up being 8-0, 9-0, or worst case, maybe 8-1, then you cannot put Brock Purdy on the bench. All of a sudden, he goes from Mr. Irrelevant. For those that don't know, Mr. Irrelevant is a label that you are given if you are the last pick in the NFL draft. He goes from Mr. Irrelevant to suddenly being a starter, I think he actually needs to win this game more than Dak Prescott. Joy, where do you stand? It is an interesting thought. It, 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 I, I thought about it this morning as when we were discussing it, that I, ha- I guess we haven't allowed ourselves to get into that, yeah. that conversation. I'm all playoffs right we're now, still but it's in the true. playoff mode. But, yeah, this game does have a lot of implications for the Niners and for Brock Purdy. Life comes at you fast. Woo! <laughs> Seventh round rookie pick, and now we're we're talking about if you should be the starter next year, and you're Imagine playing. That, and mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's how it is, and good for him because he stepped up to it. He was ready. Yeah, that's it's that's it's incredible that he's in this situation. He's won either way, but it could he could make things very complicated for the Niners after this game, depending on how it goes for them. If he wins, what do you do with Trey Lance? You spent three first round picks on him. Three of them. Expensive, but you can't you can't not play Brock Purdy at the beginning of the season next year if he. Goes to the NFC Championship game, that'd be crazy. Now, San Francisco has done things like that sure, before that yeah, 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 with right. Jimmy Garoppolo, right. so it wouldn't be unheard of for this organization. But, yeah, for job security purposes for next year, I, I would say that there's more pressure on Brock Purdy. But he's, you know, he's playing with house money at this point. That, yeah, don't, very true. Don't you think, though, like, regardless of what happens in this game or the next game, whatever, whenever the Niners' season ends, Brock Purdy has earned the right to be part of whatever the Niners do moving mm-hmm. forward. You know, mm-hmm. like he'd probably go into next year as the backup at the worst, or maybe he gets a chance to compete. Even if they lose this game, I think he could potentially have a chance to compete. And then on top of that, it's a long season. Like, and, and Brock Purdy's under contract for three more years after this. Like, he will have opportunities after this. I think he's played well enough. Whereas, again, we talk about this all the time. The reason it's so important to win early, win young, is because that's when a quarterback is cheap. Yep. Dak's cap hit only goes up. As hard as it already is for the Cowboys to put a good roster around them, it gets harder. C.D. Lamb can start negotiating for a contract as soon as the Cowboys season is over. Trayvon Diggs can as well. You've got to think about things like a player like Tyron Smith retiring. Tony Pollard needs a new contract. you probably got to figure out what you want to do with Zeke Elliott. It gets harder and harder to keep a good team together. But if you're Dak, this would be the one game, Shady, that Dak is finally allowed to win. When he lost to the Packers 2016 playoffs, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe it was the Packers, it's Aaron Rodgers. Sure. Like, I'm, we're not going to be mad at you for, for necessarily losing that game, but we kind of were because the Cowboys were the one seed, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, so even then, yeah. not really allowed to win. When they lost to the Rams, the Cowboys were a good team that year. Now, they weren't, we didn't know the Rams were going to go to the Super Bowl, but like Cowboys were a good team that year. Last year, you should not have lost to the Niners yes. at your house. But this game... 
if you lose to the Niners, like, we're not going to be mad at Dak, are we? Like, how can we be? Uh, A, I think it depends on how he plays. And B, yes, you can be mad because, again, the Cowboys are now at a point where every year that goes by where you don't get to the NFC Championship game, it's just another year. I think this will make it 28. You realize, again, this will be the third time Dak has played. Nobody has gotten over this hump. The divisional round might as well be a brick wall. The last guy to do it for the Cowboys' name was Troy. He won a few rings. Nobody else has been able to. This is the third time this week you did that. Why do you keep giving this guy a pass? That Prescott. Hold him to the same standard as every other quarterback. Why do you do that? If the Niners are as good as their stats say they are defensively. Acho thinks the Niners are going into Canton as a team. To be be honest, out of all the teams, other than my my guys in the green, other than them, them, that first first seed team (laughs) with the all-pro quarterback, anyway, other than them, I think the best team uh, built-wise to go against the Niners is the Cowboys. Let's talk about it. Please. And for me to say Let's that, it's shady. Yeah. Listen, on defense, they're fast group. They run to the ball, right? Mm-hmm. They can stop the run. They can get to the quarterback. You got Bosa with the, with the Niners. You got Micah with, with, with the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Trayvon Diggs in the back holding it down corner. I mean – I, I collectively, they, they do well, I think, secondary with, with the Niners. But don't you think Dak is overmatched? That's where I'm at. Like, no, if, no. If, if CeeDee Lamb, yo, listen, in the beginning of the year, we, we were uh, skeptical about him. He is balling. He is. CeeDee Lamb is, is elite wide receiver. He is. Uh, Debo is. Yep. So is CeeDee Lamb. Second team all pro. Second team all pro. Real quick, real quick. The running backs. I would take the Cowboys running backs. Chris McCaffrey is probably the best back. We would say that. Mm-hmm. But if we look at this this year, is it Pollard this year? And then your backup is, is Zeke? Let's just keep it real. The offensive line, say what you want. I watched the game last week. They look good to me. Mm-hmm. They was pulling. They was throwing people on the ground. Pancakes, all syrup everywhere. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep it real. So, like, when you look at this team, a solid tight end, he's not kiddo, but he's solid. They match up with them well. And you got to stop doing it. The problem is you don't want to put pressure on Dak. It comes down to Dak. If Dak plays well, they should win this game. Acho, do you, like, allow your brain to imagine. I know you don't think it's possible. Take your heart out of it. Can you, <laughs> like, if Dak plays against the Niners the way that he played against the Bucks, that that's is a hell, of an, Come on. a hell of an equalizer. What about a step down? A step down. Because so I don't think that's going to happen again. But a step down? Shady and I had this conversation in the weight room. Okay. We were both in there getting it. Shady doing the ropes. He doing the ropes. He doing the ropes. Hey, I'm on a stair step. I'm on a stair step. I'm stepping. I'm stepping. I'm stepping. Shady like, hey, you think the Cowboys and Dak? I did do that. Yo, <laughs> hey, you think the Cowboys and Dak can do to the Niners what Dak did to the Bucks? I said no. He said, why not? I said Dak took advantage of mistakes the Bucks make that the Niners never make. Yeah. And that, to me, is a pivotal difference. Like, Dak took advantage of mistakes that the Niners don't even have it in their ability to make. We're going to get more of this later because there's a lot more to chew on this bone. But coming up, Patrick Mahomes, he's going to win the MVP. He deserves it. Patrick. We know it. But a regular season MVP and an NFL playoff Super Bowl MVP are different. So we expect Patrick Mahomes at the MVP level tomorrow against the Jags. That game is coming up soon. I cannot wait to see him. Patrick. The Chiefs play in their first game of the playoffs when they host the Jags tomorrow. All eyes will be on Patrick Mahomes. We are truly witnessing one of the greatest players ever. Do not take it for granted. He led the NFL in touchdown passes and passing yards this season. He's a front runner for his second NFL MVP. The greatest player at his age we have ever seen, and he might end up being the greatest player ever. But that's all irrelevant 
on Saturday. What you've done in your life don't matter. What you've done in the season don't matter. The only thing that matters on Saturday is, will he be the best quarterback? Will he be on the best team on Saturday? Shady, you won a Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes. That cannot be overstated. Rings and things, rings and things. All of it. What's your greatest memory from that season? That whole, that whole playoff experience. I mean, to be honest, I, I never got that far in the playoffs. So be there with them guys. Because like, we were down a lot of them games. We were down. We had to come back, fight back. And every week, like, the, the intensity got bigger and bigger. I, I love that, the memories. I tell all my friends, like, going through the playoff experience, then go to the Super Bowl and winning it, like, there's no better feeling. Russian titles, all pros, decade, all that stuff is cool, but nothing like that. And I won't even play him in that playoff run. So for me to say that tells you, I mean, you know I got a lot of accolades. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, Patrick Mahomes was playing in the playoff run at an MVP level then. Will he play at an MVP level tomorrow? You expect that? I think so. Patrick Mahomes is, is the real deal. Like, like the real deal. And having to buy with Andy Reid is even like icing on the cake. Yep. There's no better coach off the buy than Andy Reid. He already dial, dials up amazing calls anyway. Right? He has a, any offense, any player, they're going to be dominant. Then you add Patrick Mahomes and the players he has. And then the bye week. So, yeah, I think we'll see another five or four or five touchdown type of day for Patrick Mahomes. When I first got there, that Super Bowl run you talk about, yep. our first practice, I was amazed, not just by how, how well he played. He did hit me with a, a no look. I dropped it. Like, oh, I never seen anybody do that before. You looking right, you throw a left. <laughs> Andy Reid, he's he winking at me like, because you know I never seen nothing like that. But anyway, the thing with Pat that got me was like any game, if we're down, his, his self, this is mentality he has, like that mama mentality, we're going to win this game no matter what. And he plays like that. That's why I really was sold. Like, okay, he is talented. Yeah, he can make plays. Yeah. That part of me, though, we're going to win this game no matter what it is. That's the type of asshole he has, the chip on the shoulder. Patrick Mahomes is the real deal. They're going to win this game. He's going to have a big, big day. He doesn't say it as a figure of speech. Patrick Mahomes coming off a bye is 9-1 in his career. His only loss was in the Nine and one? Nine and one. And he reached 87% wins. 87% win percentage. So it's not a lie what LaShawn McCoy just told you. I never do. I never lie. Sorry. He lies on occasion. Uh, go, going to you, Dave, quickly. You expect MVP Patrick Mahomes versus Jags? I expect MVP Patrick Mahomes every time he plays. Like, literally. There was actually – there was a point this season he threw three picks in a win against Denver. And I remember having a moment where I was like – are we not talking enough about Mahomes' picks the way we talk about Dak and Josh? And I went and looked at his numbers. I was like, nah, this is an outlier. <laughs> I mean, Patrick Mahomes is incredible. You think about the game he willed them to against Tennessee this year. Yep. Didn't even do it with his arm. He did that with his legs. I know he can move, but he's not a running quarterback. He willed them back in the fourth quarter in overtime with his legs. He's absolutely incredible. You realize two of his three losses this year are to the Bengals and the Bills. That's who the Chiefs lose to, or the other elite teams in the AFC. And then when they do literally everything wrong, they lose a game to the Colts. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. go watch all the stuff. They really had that game one too. They did. Def- uh, roughing the passer penalty. And, and, no, no, no. It was after the after the um, sportsman like conduct. Sportsman like conduct. If, 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 if it doesn't something happen, stupid. the Chiefs are, yeah. are victory formation. Like Chris that's Jones. how good they are. I, I expect it every time he goes out there, and I expect it again this weekend. Roy, what do you expect? MVP level, Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's never lost in this round. Never. And, nope. And Literally. Andy Reid, and this is what he does. No, I, I do think it's going to be a good game. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Gosh, I'm hoping for a good game. Nobody wants to watch blowouts at this point in the playoff. Uh, I'll take exp- one. Uh, oh, you want to play? Well, yeah, I'll maybe. take one, Joy. Saturday night? <laughs> I'll take that one. I'll take that. Outside of the team that's blowing everyone else out. This is, uh, this is the next step. 
in building his already amazing legacy. If he wins, a, if he has a Super Bowl run this season, he'd be the first player in NFL history with multiple Super Bowl rings and multiple MVP awards within his first six seasons in the mm, league. That's big. So there, you know, we have a lot of, of pushback about talking about, you know, who can we compare to Tom Brady and is Joe Burrow Tom Brady and is you know, Trevor Lawrence the next Tom Brady? Who's the next Tom Brady? I, again, don't like to have that conversation until anyone gets even close to, the, to a Tom Brady, really like yeah, Joe Montana. Mm-hmm. There's levels to it. But Patrick Mahomes is really the player at this point that is the standard. We get into all these conversations and debates about, you know, who the best quarterback is or who's better than who. It all starts after Patrick Mahomes. And that should tell you just how great he is. Even this year, having the conversations about MVP, he just had a really kind of quiet MVP season. It, it was just, they just do their thing. Didn't really have a lot of bad games. Just doing the same thing that they do every single year. Now we'll see, of course, how things are going to look at the next level without Tyreek Hill. But they look fine to me. So I expect him to continue to play at the level he's been playing at all season. Let me ask you this, 2-5. Um, headstring, heartstring. I'm going to tug on both. Doug Peterson, he never loses badly, particularly no, in the playoffs. Remember, Doug. Doug Peterson took Nick Foles to a Super Bowl. Yeah. And then many people forget, the very next year, Doug Peterson was an Alshon Jeffrey drop, if you recall, against the Saints. He was an Alshon Jeffrey drop, I believe, uh, away from winning in the divisional round. They lose 14 to 20 in 2018. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that? Yeah, like, yeah, they, yeah, the yeah. Eagles had that game yeah. essentially yeah. won. Alshon too. drops a pivotal either yeah. third or fourth down. No, something yeah. crazy there. Yeah. I recall that. Well. Then in 2019, they lose by one possession to the Seahawks. Carson Wentz gets a concussion first series of the game. He doesn't play that game. Then we see him in this year, 2022, 2023. They're down 27-0, score a touchdown right before half, and then march all, all the way, way back. back and win. That's right. You have great admiration and respect for Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. You have great admiration and respect for Patrick Mahomes. But Doug Peterson has earned your respect as well. Do you not think that his brilliance, coupled with Trevor Lawrence's immense talent, at least potential, could go toe-to-toe to some degree with these Chiefs? Oh, absolutely. First of all, when, when Doug was a quarterback coach my rookie year and, and, and second year, he was there. And, and I seen, oh, wow, it's a hell of a coach. He's going to be something one day. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Doug has that type of thing, man, where he, it's easy to be coachable. When you have a, a coach like that that you really can follow and you really trust everything he's saying and you see it come true, heck, yeah, it's going to be a good game. Even and Trevor Lawrence, I, I, the, people love to talk about how good he's going to be and the expectation level is so high for him. I don't think that he would be this advanced yeah, without Doug Peterson. Peterson. Right, and, and and he has Doug. This team is going to do good. It's going to. I do think that they're a year or two Agreed. away from being Agreed. elite. Elite. I believe they're a year or two. I believe they're a receiver or two right, right, right. as yeah, well yeah, from yeah, being players, elite. Yeah. But they are on the way. It's going to be a phenomenal matchup. This whole weekend is going to be wild. This whole show is going to be wild as well. Up next, the Philadelphia Eagles. We haven't seen them in a week because they had a bye. They earned it, but now they earned a matchup versus the Giants. Yeah. And the Giants are red hot. Hot right. enough. To maybe beat the Eagles. But Jalen Hurts has something to say about that. Yeah. That's next. He said, what he said, we ain't scared. What he said, he we ready? My eyes, your eyes, all eyes on Jalen Hurts. This man, number one, the dude who balled all season long. One of the most phenomenal seasons an Eagles quarterback has ever played. Second team All-Pro, meaning only one quarterback was better than him at what he does in the National Football League. But it can all come to a screeching halt on Saturday. The biggest game of Jalen Hurts' career, the furthest he's ever advanced in the playoffs, not necessarily because he won a playoff game thus far, because he was that good in the regular season. 
the issue at hand, it can all be undermined with one bad performance. Remember what Jalen Hurts said during the season, not my words, his own. He said, look, I've been 8-0 before and lost a national championship. Just take it day by day. Take it day by day. We haven't accomplished anything yet. What Jalen Hurts said back in November, November 3rd, is, hey, I don't care about being 8-0. I don't care about being 9-0. I don't care about being undefeated. I care about one thing, being undefeated every time I take the field in the playoffs. It's a lot at stake in this game. It's a whole lot at stake for LaShawn McCoy, for Jalen Hurts, for all of the Philadelphia Eagles. But the most important thing at stake is what in the world is going to happen to Jalen Hurts and their memory of the season if indeed they lose. It might all be undermined. Shady, you bleed green quite literally. If and, I were to cut wearing, you, it would too. bleed green. And you're wearing green. What's at stake for that superhero wearing that number one for the Eagles, Jalen Hurts? We call it money green. They, they get it? Ooh. Eagles money. I thought it was midnight green. Take it easy. Listen, <laughs> what's, that, what's that stake? Embarrassment. Wasted season. Mm. Seriously. We fight all year, right? We get the best record in the NFL for the first eight weeks, nine weeks. Yep. We take our first loss. Then we run off a couple more. It's like 13-1. and one. Yep. So my thing is, like, our quarterback had a – last year had a tough year. Got in the playoffs and got embarrassed. Now, not embarrassed for the team, but more just for the rest of the world. Oh, he can't do it. He can't do it. What did he do? He didn't complain. He grinded, right? He worked on all the deficiencies that he did have. He worked on them and worked on them. He got better and better. He's like a whole different person this year. Then he comes in there and plays MVP caliber for the whole season. When he, when he got hurt, we lost. When he plays, we win. So my thing is, for us to go in here, our first playoff game, if we will lose, that will be a wasted season. It'll be a letdown. You know, I think we should beat this team. I think we're a better team. I think they are well coached, the Giants. They have some pieces. But we have more pieces. We should win this game. If we don't win this game, what's at stake, I think, is the embarrassment and the wasted season. Break this down, Shady, because so often at the end of every season, there is a coaches meeting. And the coaches gather all the players together yeah. collectively. Which means like, like exit? Or? Exit. exit. Oh, okay. And the coaches meet with every player one-on-one. And what the coaches will try to tell us is, hey, men, we got a lot to be proud of this season. Oh. And we fought hard. It didn't go as we wanted. Things didn't go as planned. We ran out of time. We didn't get beat. We ran out of time. But in our chairs, Shady's sitting in the front row to the right. I'm sitting on the third row in the linebacker row. And we're all sitting here thinking to ourselves, come on, coach. The season was worthless. Why is it that all of the accomplishments for Jalen Hurts, and he accomplished a whole lot, could be undermined if they don't win? Like, take me into that mind of a player. Why isn't it true what the coaches are saying? What is it about being an excellent player that's like, look, I didn't get it done? Right. First of all, every coach but B.A. B.A. going to tell you how it is. Bruce Arians. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, no, you're right about that. I think just going into that locker room, right, and uh, like a player like Jalen Hurts, who we all, not just the players, the city, the coaches, we depended on him. He's our guy. When he's there, everybody believes. The defense, special teams, the offense. So, yeah, coach might say, hey, you guys did great this year. Nobody had us doing this well. We don't want to hear that, coach, because we knew we could do that. Once they see how Jalen Hurts came back and rebound from last year to this year, everybody believed. Then Howie. I got to get love to my guy, Howie. He goes out there and gets players and pieces in the draft, free agency, to build this team. This team is a championship contender team. So a coach can't tell us, you know, we played great, we ran out of time. How can you say that to us, coach? We know what we got in the locker room. On defense, on offense, we're the team to win, man. So nothing, nothing, if we don't get to the NFC Championship game, it's a big problem. It has nothing to do with the coaches, it's the players. 
Mm. But that won't be a problem. So don't trip. I ain't tripping. <laughs> don't trip. That's powerful. Joy, talk to me on this one. Jalen Hurts, what is at stake in your mind? It has nothing to do with the coaches. I mean, Nick, uh, I'm, no, I'm saying Nick, Nick has done a great job, but he ain't out there tackling. He ain't out there catching. No, but when Jalen wasn't there. I mean, that's what I says to I mean, the players. He, he, you know. Okay. Jalen going to be out there. Um, I think the legitimacy of the season is at stake. I don't think it's the end of the road for Jalen Hurts. I don't think Sirianni is going to get fired. I don't think there will be some big overhauls next season if they don't accomplish their goal this year. But they were great. During yeah. the regular season. And the expectations were raised significantly during the season because of the way that they performed and the way that they looked and the dominance that they showed. So if you go out in the first round, were you really like that or were you dominating during the regular season? Now, I, I don't know, that's not really a fair question to ask, but what do I say about fair? That's what it is. This is a, this is a competitive industry. Yep. There are results that are expected. And when you raise the level of expectation when you raise the bar with your own performance, the expectations should change as well. Now, I don't think that's going to happen either. I think Philadelphia is going to win this game. But this would be a huge disappointment for them to lose their first game in the postseason, particularly since they lost that way last year. Now, obviously, yeah. they had the bye, but then it, then it becomes a question of, you know, is it rust? Do they really need the bye? All these narratives start spinning. And again, because you guys know Howie, I don't think this is how it's going to go, but you guys know better than me. There were questions about how much they were going to commit to Jalen Hurts before this season. So if they don't get it done in the first rounds with a bye at home after the way that they looked all season long, are those questions going to continue? I don't think they should, but mm, good question. that was the conversation yeah, before the question. season started. The most frustrating thing, Joy, you ever say on television that you're right about. The most frustrating thing. Okay. I'll say this. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, back when Carson Wentz had his MVP season and Joy will interrupt me, he didn't win MVP. He, he didn't. And she's right. And I think for Jalen Hurts, this season could go down very similar, yet worse, because the Eagles won the Super Bowl without Carson Wentz to that year. Jalen Hurts isn't going to win MVP. Carson Wentz that year didn't win MVP. Jalen Hurts, through 13 weeks, had the best record. Carson Wentz, through 13 weeks, had the best record. But yeah. when you look back on it retroactively, Carson Wentz can say he, he won a Super Bowl because Nick Foles did and he had the ring, but he can't really say too much. And if you try to, like I do, somebody can rightfully interrupt you <laughs> and say, wait a second, he ain't win MVP. Wait a second, he ain't win that Super Bowl. Wait a second, Jalen Hurts ain't win MVP. Wait a second, Jalen Hurts ain't win a playoff game. Dave, there is a lot at stake riding on this. What's in your eyes? The narrative is at stake for everything that you just said. For the team and for, for Jalen Hurts, honest, Shady, that's an amazing point. It's easy to forget about Thanks, everything. Dave. I know, I know. You, you do <laughs> it Thanks, often, Dave. my friend. Yeah. <laughs> the Eagles telegraphed their expectation for the season in a way that we don't see very often. They traded for A.J. Brown. Yep. They ran out and got James Bradbury the minute he became available. <laughs> like, even during the season, oh, the run defense isn't holding up? Yep. How's Indomitian Sue and Linval Joseph sound? You, you don't see teams just be like, we're, we're stockpiling. Yes. We're going for it all. They told you. And that's why I said before the season that there was so much pressure on Jalen Hurts because that was the great unknown. Well, Jalen Hurts went out and played like an MVP. He played MVP caliber even if we pretty much know he's not going to win. Now it's the playoffs, though. And here's, here's why I always say I'm reluctant to pl uh, rank players while this is all going on. Because right now, you could like Jalen Hurts had a better season than Justin Herbert. Jalen Hurts had a better season than Dak Prescott, for sure. But now what happens in the playoffs? What if he loses? I mean, in his first playoff appearance, they lost. He completed 54% 
a touchdown and two picks. I'm not I'm not throwing him under the bus. I'll bring out the, the love, example love, I used in the, stat, in the production meeting. I'll bring out the same thing. Lamar Jackson, unanimous MVP, lost his first playoff game. You bring this up all the time. He's one and three in the playoffs, 56%, three to five touchdown interception ratio. Does that not color the narrative when we talk about these guys? And it will for Jalen Hurts as well. If he doesn't win this game, it'll be, yeah, like, he was pretty good, but like, is he better than this guy? Like, really? Jalen Hurts is top five, top six in the league? Is he even top ten in the league if he really stinks up the joint in this game? All of a sudden, again, for, don't forget, he doesn't have that fifth-year option. And a guy like Howie Roseman, if anybody's going to weigh all of those options, I think Jalen Hurts' job security is perfect. Don't get me wrong. But you open the door for those sorts of narratives of, can he win the big game? Is he the right quarterback? I've seen it play out with Dak. I've seen this happen before. To go from cool story to good player to is this guy good enough to get the job done? And if the Eagles can at least win one game in the playoffs, that is the narrative that will begin, and it doesn't matter if it's fair or not. You sighed, you laughed, you gave a lot of expressions. As he was talking, what were you thinking? I hate when he always brings up the old Jalen Hurts. That's sort of a people. That's on the resume. I don't know what to like say. That guy was Jalen. This is Jalen Hurts. <laughs> you know? but I, I think... We should win this game. But you, you are right, though. If we, if we lose this game, there are going to be some questions. Is he this good? Is he really this good? Oh, they just had some good games in the regular season. Because mm-hmm. we should beat the Giants. The Giants are playing well. They're coached very well. But this is a game we should win. If we don't win, questions, and you know how how we can be. Hey, happy to see you, Acho. <laughs> so anything is possible. What I think is fascinating, and, and the narratives mean so much. Remember, throughout the entirety of the season, we asked ourselves, are the Eagles really that good? They ain't beat nobody yet. We did that the whole time. The Eagles had that one dominant win against the Vikings, and we said, are they really that good? All they beat is the Vikings. Then the season kept progressing, and they beat the Cowboys. The Cowboys started Cooper Rush. Season kept progressing, and we we're like, but they ain't beat nobody yet. Then finally, they were 12, 13, and 1. We're like, all right, all right. Yep, yep. they've won a lot of games. They have to be good. <clears throat> but today's point if you do jump into the playoffs and you get bounced by a Giants team that has a losing record versus playoff teams, by the way, out of the eight oh, yeah, playoff yeah, yeah, teams, yeah. the Giants are the only team of the eight that have a losing record versus playoff teams. If you somehow get bounced by the Giants, I do think. Joy, questions have to be asked. Because if it's not the players, is it Sirianni? Like, if you can't beat the Giants or if you can't win your first playoff game with Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Miles Garrett, Miles Sanders, Dallas Goddard, Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey. And on the defense. And then on the defense. Yeah, we ready. We loaded. loaded. If you can't win a – if you can't beat the Giants with this roster, when can you beat them? When can you win? When can you do anything that you desire When's enough enough, right? Uh, it's fascinating. I cannot wait to watch. Good thing it's not the issue, though, because we're going to win. So. <laughs> I really hate when you do that. I was like, I was about to roll. I was about to go to break. Set the stakes up. I was about to be a smooth transition. <laughs> I was here with it, and then just want to interrupt you. Shady sees the clock. You know yeah, what? We got time. I was optimistic about, about this week that we're going to win. So all uh, you was uh, you was going off. Like, he didn't negative. want you to leave on a negative. Yeah, got yeah, it. yeah. Let's keep it positive. Got it. Eagles are seven-and-a-half-point favorites. They should dominate at the link. First time at the link in maybe four or five years. Jalen Hurts will have four touchdowns, no interceptions. Eagles by? Ten. Okay, I did all of that. All of that for ten? Go to break. Go to break. I'm done with both conversations. I feel like you was jinxing us a little bit. Joe Burrow. Right? Josh Allen. The game of the weekend. We got to tell y'all which superstar we believe in more. He was about 18. Is that better? No. About 10.
The matchup everybody's been waiting for. It's a rematch. The Bengals versus the Bills. Remember, the DeMar Hamlin tragedy cut that game short in the regular season, but you could already tell how it was going to go down. Well, now we get to see it again. It's in Buffalo. Burrow, Josh Allen, Bills, Bengals, two of the best teams that we have seen all year long. Red hot. One team coming off nine straight wins. That's the Bengals. Bills coming off eight straight wins in their own right. To everybody's surprise and to some degree dismay, the Bills are five-and-a-half-point favorites at home, according to Fox Bet Sports Book. I suggest this, Joy, that there is no player under more pressure in all of the playoffs this year than Josh Allen. There are degrees of quarterback right now remaining. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, they sit alone. Then Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts, I would say they sit in that next tier. Then Trevor Lawrence, he falls in a tier after that. Then Brock Purdy, Daniel Jones, to a large degree, we just haven't seen that much, and we don't anticipate how much talent that they will have. Josh Allen sits atop that list with Patrick Mahomes and Burrow. But Mahomes has a Super Bowl MVP and a regular season MVP. Joe Burrow has a Super Bowl appearance. Meanwhile, Josh Allen, he's been to a championship game. So if Josh Allen is in this elite tax bracket, he ain't pushing the same whip that they pushing. (laughs) You know how it goes down. If he's in this elite tax bracket, he doesn't have the same yacht that they have that matters when you end up in these private meetings of elite. When they're sitting in the offseason all kicking it, Joe Burrow's talking to Patrick Mahomes about Super Bowls, but what's Josh Allen talking about? There is no more pressure on any player remaining in football to me than Josh Allen. But, Joy, tell me how much pressure is on Josh Allen. I think a lot of pressure is on Josh Allen, certainly in this game most of all, because he's going to get compared to Joe Burrow a lot and has been all season long because Patrick Mahomes is the standard for quarterback in the league right now, as he should be. But Burrow's already been to a Super Bowl, and Burrow's numbers are Pretty much identical to Josh Allen this season if you take out the turnovers, which Josh Allen has more. So I think that when Joe Burrow went to the Super Bowl, particularly with the team he went with, he reset the clock on everybody. Mm -hmm. He accelerated when you need to get there and took a lot of excuses off the table for why you can't get there. And we all know about his offensive weapons, but he also had a really bad offensive line which generally young quarterbacks don't do well with. Didn't matter to Joe. And we all watched how the Super Bowl went down. Obviously, some big defensive plays were made by the Rams, but it wasn't like he got wiped off the field in that Super Bowl either. So it wasn't just that he showed up. I I think that a lot of pressure is on Josh Allen because we know how great Josh Allen is. We know it. We can see it. We watch it. We've seen him be huge in big moments. That game that we always talk about against the Chiefs last year, And even as incredible as that game was, 13 seconds, Patrick Mahomes comes back, this incredible comeback, that wasn't the AFC Championship game. So he's got to really get to that point again, and he he needs to get to a Super Bowl. It's not going to change his future. We know he's the future of the Bills, and they have a a wide-open Super Bowl window. But it is going to have to be a part of how we contextualize him. You are something until you're not. And... He, I think the pressure is on him this weekend. Shady, growing up playing ball, let's call it early 2000s, um, 2000, when I was in high school, I used to think about the AFC quarterbacks. You, got, you think about Peyton Manning. You think about Tom Brady. You think about Phillip Rivers. Oh, you think Big about Ben Roethlisberger, yeah. right? You think about all those guys. The early impressions that they made solidify where they rank them in my head. 
whether it's playing Madden or whatever. After a while, I was like, okay, Tom is up here. Yeah. Then, oh, Big Ben's up here. Oh, wait, Peyton's up here. Then Big Ben, then Phillip Rivers. I think right now there's a shuffling. Patrick Mahomes is up here. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, who's going to end up in second? Who's going to end up in first? Who's going to end up in third? You were the only person on doing a daily television show on national TV that played with Josh Allen. So you talk to me about the pressure that is on Josh Allen in this game. It's a lot of pressure for Josh Allen. A lot from what Joy talked about, just the accolades. Like, okay, you know, like, let's forget, don't forget here, this quarterback was picked to be the MVP preseason, mm-hmm. right? Vegas, they know, they think they know most which they probably do, won't know a lot, right? Mm-hmm. So they had the odds of him winning the Super Bowl. Yep. The team and MVP. So they felt the same way we feel. Josh Allen is, is, is the man. Now he's sitting playing against Joe Burrow, right? Joe Burrow in his second year went to the Super Bowl. Now they didn't win, but, but going. I think when you got Josh Allen, the pressure with him is he does everything for this team. I got to throw the ball. I got to run the ball. Everybody looks at me as the second behind Patrick Mahomes. Some people want to put him in front of Patrick Mahomes because of the talent base, right? So it's a lot of pressure in that aspect of the game. And also, last year, the way they went out, everybody assumed, okay, they lost in 13 seconds. They're darn, they're, they're darn sure going to come back and win this year. That's, that's really how people feel. Mm-hmm. So now you got to go out there and do it. Keep this in mind, too. Don't, don't let the game distract you from the big picture, which is this. Josh Allen's cap hit right now is 16-something million. Like, you can finagle it when you have these big deals to where a quarterback is cheaper when he first signs it. His cap hit's going to more than double when this season's over. He's going to cost the Bills $40 million. 18% of their salary cap is going to go toward Josh Allen, and he deserves it. He's amazing. He's MVP caliber, but it gets harder to put a good team around a guy who costs that much money. Yep. You're not – Going out and just offering the world to Von Miller when Josh Allen's cap hit is $40 million. You're not trading for Stephon Diggs. Maybe you can't give big money extensions to a Trey White or some of the other very talented. I know Trey's already gotten his deal, but you get my point. It's harder to pay these guys. I know that's your man. But, like, it's harder to put talent around a quarterback that's that expensive. So I don't think it's a stretch to say this is the chance for that reason. Like, it probably won't get easier than this. Not that beating Joe Burrow and then maybe Patrick Mahomes easy. is easy. <laughs> but it might not get easier than this. And they, you just think about that. It's like, man, you got to strike now if you're going to. Uh, go ahead, Trufab. Go ahead. I, I want to ask you because you, you were going, like, in the list. And I thought you were going to ask me, would you list them? Who would you have? And I want to know, do you, <laughs> who do you have in that? I just, right, right now, Mahomes right, obviously is one. Right now but, it's Mahomes one. It's Burrow, two. Based upon what they've accomplished, it's Allen, three. And then four is still TBD. Really, really you have to say four is Lamar Jackson based upon what he's done. Mm-hmm. Saying AFC only? AFC only. Yeah. AFC. AFC only. Okay. Because AFC is what was going to be fun and AFC's sexy back in the It is right now, too. Like, that's what it was. NFC back in the day, clearly you had Romo. Then you had McNabb. You had Eli Manning. And then you Vic had different caps that would come. Kurt Warner would jump in there. Yeah. Vic would jump in there, jump out of there. Like, you had these different guys. But something about the, the, the gritty, grindy AFC quarter. You know what it is, too? I feel like we're seeing it again. Maybe history repeats itself, but those AFC quarterbacks were always going against each other. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Brady and Manning, they were going to see each other in the playoffs. Roethlisberger was going to be in the playoffs year after year. And I think we're seeing that again. It's exciting, but I don't envy these guys for having to to navigate this. Joy, if Burrow wins, because what we all collectively agree upon, and even you, the viewer, agree upon this, Josh Allen's more physically talented. He's more physically talented. We all know that. He can run like crazy. He can throw like crazy. But if Burrow were to win, now Burrow's undefeated against Patrick Mahomes, and now Burrow in the playoffs has beaten 
Josh Allen, and beating Patrick Mahomes. What does that do, not only to you, your perception of Joe Burrow, but probably the greater perception at large to maybe say, okay, Josh Allen is physically talented, but even what Burrow lacks to Josh Allen's physicality, he just makes up. How does this change the narrative of the competition between those two? I think it changes it. I think it has to, especially when you're going head-to-head and when you're at home and you're five-and-a-half-point favorites. Like, you should win this game. Mind you, Joe Burrow's offensive line it usually doesn't matter to him, but is in shambles right now. So this is a game the Bills should win. So that, that adds to the narrative as well. If everyone's, you know, it's evenly matched and they, they really kind of are, are, even though this the is line awesome. is saying they, they, they're not, they, yeah. I think they are, that, but, but Vegas is saying they're not, and they are at home. So there, there is something to this narrative. And, and when, we talk about, when we talk about physical ability, this was always the knock on Tom Brady because we look at Tom and don't see this Adonis that we want to imagine when we think of what, what that position should look like. Now, I don't really think Joe Burrow is that small of a guy, but like, I don't know, maybe he's I'm 5'2", so like, I don't know, some, it's like relative, everyone's big to me, I don't know. But he's not that small, and he's, not, he's pretty physically gifted. I, he, he can run. It's not like he's stomping through mud out there. Right. But he's not Josh Allen physically. We know that. But at what point does that stop to stop mattering? Yes. Like, at what point we're like, okay, you have all this physical ability. Right now, but, yes. but, you, but this guy who is maybe not as physically gifted, although not that much far behind, keeps winning because that was what the knock on Tom Brady was and still is what people argue. Well, he, he's not the best athlete. I don't – he's pretty athletic. I mean, he just plays the same position that these other athletes play and continues to somehow win. And I also don't believe that football is 100% a physical game. No, no, I think I, it is. I, I, I think no, it is no. more like, mental than it is. Yeah, it's like twenty percent physical. 80% I think it's mental. more. I think it's maybe, more maybe thirty. Maybe 30, 30, 30, 70. Everyone on the field. Everyone on. You with that in now? Nah, nah, all the mentals weren't going. Everyone on the field is physically gifted. Yes. To some degree, but it's thinking strong, or you wouldn't be there. But yes, in a lot of ways, once you get to the point where, okay, what's the physical difference really between Josh Allen and Joe Burrow? It's not miles. Josh Allen is more physically gifted, and he's also mentally a great player as well. But what I'm saying is. That's the argument that was used against Tom Brady forever. And at some point, it's like it just doesn't matter that think, he's not I th- the greatest athlete. I think Burrow will once again erase that narrative because Joy is hitting the nail on the head. Now, from my mind, there is, just because of Josh Allen being a freak of Joy, there's a gap. It is like a, a gap. substantial yeah. gap physically. Even wide. with the arm strength. Yeah, there's a gap. There's a big gap. There's a gap. Yeah. But that gap is useless. It is meaningless. Is it rendered completely if he void wins? if Joe Burrow wins? This is my thing. Like, and we argue about this. I just feel like. Going to the playoffs is good. That's a good thing. That's cool. But it's either you win the championships or you got big numbers, mm-hmm. right? And if you have both, that's great. So let's say that he beats Josh, right, and then he loses, no championship. Or he goes to the playoffs, or he goes to the Super Bowl again. He loses again. Like, that's, that's – I guess it's good to talk about. Oh, he went to the two uh, Super Bowl appearances. But you got to win You got to win these championships. Mm-hmm. Like, second place is not enough. Yeah. Okay, but in a world where – uh, Patrick Mahomes, among the young guys, okay. is the only one that's really reached that mountaintop, right? MVP and a Super Bowl title. If Joe Burrow beats Josh Allen mm-hmm. this weekend, like all I can, I remember early in the season, we were about to come over the desk at each other <laughs> about Josh and Pat, right? Y'all remember that? And that, like nobody was even considering Joe on that level. And if Joe beats Josh Allen, like what does Josh have over Joe if he doesn't win this game? So, but, but I'm, this is my thing. So if they, if they don't, if they both don't win a Super Bowl, 
right? Then there's no advantage in your mind. But where's the advantage? I guess let me ask say you this. Joe's right? accomplishments me, are just as good, if not better. Is that accomplishment? I'm sorry, is that accomplishment, though, going to the Super Bowl? I would say yes because of the question I'm about to ask you. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I personally view Donovan McNabb as greater than Tony Romo. Now, I don't know of all their stats. No, 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 I, I no. I genuinely no. don't. I mean, that probably got him in stats. He might. I genuinely yeah. do not. They do. But I know this much. Tony Romo went to a, uh, Don Don went to a Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah. But I, and I know Tony didn't really get close. So, even when I go back and think <laughs> McNabb didn't win, didn't and win. McNabb's own teammate called out McNabb yeah, 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 yeah. for his performance in a Super Bowl. Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens. I got you. So, it ain't like McNabb's teammates even thought that highly of how he played in the Super Bowl. McNabb's my guy, so it's all love. But with that, all that being said, okay. even when I think about it, Shady, I'm like, eh, McNabb's better than Romo. McNabb went to a Super Bowl. I don't care about stats. That's just where I am. Break that down But for without me. the Super Bowl... Appearance, I mean that's better than Romo. But I don't, I, I don't know. So, I so don't know let, hold on, let, let. I'd like to look at those numbers. I, I didn't okay. prep for okay. it. Okay, I'm right. just saying. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I got another one for you. So, Jim Kelly, Ooh. four Super Bowls, Ooh. right? Okay, but if we're comparing two guys that have both well, never let, done okay. it, so let's just would I'm rather just go to this. two Super Bowls and lose them or never go. Jim we was really, really good, right? Mm-hmm. But if you compare other quarterbacks that maybe didn't go Super Bowl, that was dominant. I could name us some quarterbacks that I would take. Before Jim. And I like Jim, so I, I don't want to do that. But I'm just saying, for example, for TV, mm-hmm. right, for the conversation, I can have quarterbacks that didn't go to Super Bowls that are probably better than Jim Kelly. Either you're winning the championships or you're not. And if you're not winning them, you got to have some stats. I, like Dan Marino. I, stats. Yeah, I hear no you on ring. that. But, but if you're both not winning Super Bowls. Right. And you're both That's playing at the same time, and you're both right. putting up similar numbers. Obviously, Josh Allen has more rushing numbers, but you're both winning the same essential amount of games during the regular season also. Like, they're having pretty even seasons. If I'm going further in the season than you consecutively and consistently. Pro, well, that's when Pro Bowls and all pros probably take account. That's yeah. all I'm saying. I, I think we're saying the same thing. I'm just like, we didn't think before the season, yeah. at least most people didn't, that Joe Burrow was on Josh's level, but it sure as hell looks like he is right would now. You, right, failed you? Uh-oh. Yeah, Donovan McDabb, 37,000 oh. yards. Tony Romo, 34,000 yards. Oh, Donovan McNabb, 234 right? touchdowns. Tony Romo, 248 touchdowns. Watch this. Donovan McNabb, 117 <laughs> interceptions. Tony Romo, 117 interceptions. Okay. Donovan McNabb, 98 wins. Tony Romo, 70, uh, 78 wins. Romo so, got hurt a lot. Are we going to count any Pro Bowls or All Pros? Does that all count? <laughs> yeah. I think McNabb has an MVP too, though. Donovan McNabb, six-time Pro Bowler. And Tony oh. Romo, four-time Pro Bowler. It's close. It's, it's close. very close. It's close. But McNabb got to beat. Rush McNabb got to beat. Can we get rushing yards? <laughs> oh, that don't matter. <laughs> that matter Jewel Taylor. Coming up, we are having way too much fun on this show. And speaking of McNabb, a former Philadelphia Eagle, we got to talk about the current Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles have been balling in the regular season, but the Giants are red hot in the postseason. Which one gives? That's next. That was pretty fast. You're doing that that math right there. (laughs) That research. Well, great news for the Giants. They've advanced to the next round of the playoffs. Great news for the Eagles. That man you're staring at right there, Jalen Hurts, is back and healthy. Hurts, Daniel Jones, both have really been playing well all season, but Hurts is the one getting all the attention. Tomorrow on Fox, all eyes will be on this matchup, and I cannot wait to see. Somebody from Yahoo Sports wrote that the Eagles are on a different plane of existence than the Giants. I wholeheartedly agree. Like, there is truly nothing I agree with more than the fact that the Eagles are on a completely different level than the Giants. Why? Because when I look at the matchup, and I've said this before, this is why Brian Dable should win Coach of the Year. Of the 22 players, 11 on offense, 11 on defensive start, 
The Giants have four players that could start for the Philadelphia Eagles. Left tackle Andrew Thomas, running back Saquon Barkley, defensive tackle Dexter Lawrence, and I'm just going to assume there's one that I'm missing. If y'all want to take Xavier McKinney, go ahead. I'm going to say McKinney, man. McKinney, ball. That's what I'm saying. I'm assuming there's there's one that I will just give Giants fans. Surely I am missing one. I'm not perfect. So if the Eagles have 18 out of 22 players that are better in their starting lineup than the Giants, this, to me, should not be a legitimate contest. It does not matter how well I know LaShawn McCoy. I saw him every day in practice for two, maybe three straight years. He didn't get any easier to cover. Moment of truth. I knew if Shady stuck you inside with that right, he was going to go out. It didn't make it any easier to guard. I knew if Shady squared up on you, he was probably breaking inside. But it didn't make it any easier to guard. I'm giving my tips away now because you're retired, and I am as well. Uh, Shady, I just don't think it's a contest, Dave. I don't think it should be a contest. Dave, let me ask you first. I know where Shady's going to lie. Should the Eagles dominate the Giants? Yeah, man. Yes, they should. I, I've been hearing a lot of, uh, I'll call it bet hedging here now. Oh. Now that we're in What's that mean? Them. What's that mean? It yeah. means that the pressure is on because the playoffs are here and the Eagles and their supporters know how embarrassing it would be if they go one and done to a team that they've already swept. To you. Okay, double dutch. Yes, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, you are, like, how many times have we had you out here waving the flag and you you're over here. Flag. What a flag, yeah. Yes. The people want to see. We're over here saying the that there's flag. some doubt about this. No, and look, like, the Giants deserve credit, but everyone in the world, oh, we actually have the flag. I can see it over there. <laughs> it's coming. You know it's coming. Everyone in the world would agree that the Giants have overachieved. They have. That's just, that's just a fact. Like, we, we, did, we did three segments on the New York Giants before the playoffs started, probably, for, throughout the whole season. They do have some talented players. They're a cool story. The Eagles have either the best or the second-best roster in the league. Their quarterback is healthy. They had a week off. They've had a chance to get, get right and, and get past the end of the regular season. They got Hassan Reddick. They got Darius Slay. They got James Bradbury. They got Javon Hargrave in the middle. They got the best offensive line in football. They got AJ and Devontae. What, what, what exactly is the issue Not here? I, I will grant you that it is the playoffs, Shady. We got, we got the flag. We got the not, see. Not yet, not yet. Not yet. How, how we, how we, how we gonna be waving the flag right here? You asked for it. I'm gonna give it to you. you That's fine. I'll <laughs> give it to you real quick. Joy Taylor. Yes. What are you why, afraid of? This is why you play the game. Thank you. Right? I, I got a lot. I'm not going to let y'all play me and try to jinx me with this. Yes, I do think that the Eagles will win this game, and we should win this game. But it won't be easy. The hardest thing to, to, to play a team, no matter how good or how bad, if they play with confidence, oh, that's the worst thing. A, a quarterback or a player is not that good, now you play with confidence – Anything, anything's possible. Real quick, you talk about getting dominated and blew out. Mm-hmm. Do you know when that happens in a football game when, when teams blow each other out? Because it's not who's the better team. Right? What do you think it is? Turnovers. Turnovers. Think about it. We score, we score, we get a turnover. Then we score again. That's all the blows. The Cowboys blow up with, with the Vikings. The Eagles, we blew them out with Kirk Cousins. We were scoring, but we get turnovers. They were scoring again. Turnovers would make, you, make the games really get crazy with the score. That's mm-hmm. how it really works. Mm-hmm. Now, I just, hold up. Now, we know... Our quarterback don't turn the ball over. Jalen sure. Hurts. You know who the second best quarterback that don't turn the ball over is? Danny Dimes. They run the ball efficiently. They have a solid defense, and they don't turn the ball over. So I think we should win the game, but it won't be a blowout. But that's cute, but it was a blowout the first time. 
And it was a blowout the second time. Got blowout late. Got blowout late. I don't care when it happened. Who cares when it happened? I don't care. It was late. Shady, you you won a bunch of games. You lost a bunch of games in your career, right? Hopefully I won more than I lost. Did you keep track of a lot of the moral victories? Never did. Did you keep track of the moral losses? Nope. You know why? Because they don't keep track of them either. You can't find it on one stat line because it doesn't matter. It don't matter. This isn't college. The committee ain't watching. It doesn't matter how well you played against Alabama or how bad you lost to Texas Tech. You win, you lose. This is the pros. That's you it. move on, you go home. That's it. I don't care how many points. I don't care if they win by one point or 40 points. This is a divisional matchup on top of that. I always argue this. I don't know why there's so much pushback. I don't think the gap between good and great players is that big, particularly in one game. Is there a gap between generational players and okay players? Sure. But how many generational players are there truly? The Giants don't have the same level of talent as the Eagles. That has not mattered in so many games. We have so many examples of that. How about the Giants against the undefeated New England Patriots? Did it matter? Sure didn't, and it was one game. Was that Patriots team better? Yeah. Did it matter? No. Are the Giants bringing that pass rush to this game? It's. I'm not. It doesn't matter. You have to win or lose. It doesn't matter how many points there are. This is not college. I don't care. That's what I don't understand about the 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 bet hedging. I think I thought Philadelphia was great all season long. That's right. I still think they're going to win this game. It truly doesn't matter by how many points, unless you're asking me to give you a prediction for gambling. (laughs) But we're not talking about that. The question is, should they dominate the Giants? It doesn't matter if they dominate the Giants. You just have to win the game. It doesn't matter. You're right. I mean, if they win by one game, they still go to the NFC title game. Correct. I just think, I, I feel like I would expect the Eagles, and I'm not talking about the players themselves. All football players are confident. I'm talking about... What we're talking about, what fans are talking about, what the vibe of this game is, I would expect it a little more confidence coming out of Philadelphia. I just don't think they are confident. Are you confident they're going to win? I'm yeah. confident they're going to win. Going to the game? I wish. It don't matter if you go to the game, Dave. Help me. <laughs> you know why? It doesn't matter if you go to the game because I will be there in the link. Meek Mills will be there. Gilly the Kid will be there. I was going to ask you earlier. Will Smith will be there. Who else is going to be on my list? I got a list. Taylor Swift. It's going to be like Taylor Swift might be there. Listen, listen, tell you right now, right now, in the link. Listen. Giants, y'all in trouble. Is it my one? Where's my one at? Sorry, take over. Get him as one. Get him as one. Listen, listen, listen. Dayball, Dave, uh, you my guy. Y'all in trouble. Y'all coming to the link on Saturday. It's going to be loud in the link. I told you who's going to be there. Meek Mills, Kevin Hart, Shady McCoy, <laughs> Donald McNabb, Will Smith. We're going to be there loud. And you know what's going to be popping. So loud in 24 hours. It's over. NFC Championship game. We will see you. Is that confident enough for you? That was great. That's all I wanted. That's all we wanted. That's all I wanted. That's all we, because that's the energy I keep with these Niners. Drop and coming up the mic. Talking about them. You dropped the flag. You you dropped the mic. You dropped the mic. Figure that out. Anyway, 49ers offensive got a jolt with Brock Purdy. I'm not reading the tease. Let me talk about the game. Michael Parsons is a beast. Brock Purdy is a beast. Cowboys, Niners. This is the game of the freaking weekend on Fox. Coming up, we're going to talk about who's going to win next. Yeah. Dave, that pissed me off. (laughs) 49ers offense, they are elite. They have been rolling since Brock Purdy took over as a starter. He is literally undefeated. But Micah Parsons, star defensive end for the Dallas Cowboys, he has something to say about that. Speak up, Parsons. Have y'all played a team this stacked with that many weapons on the other side? No, but I don't think they face nobody like us yet this year either. So it's really matchup against matchup. Uh, you know, I don't think, you know, across the board. 
You know, like people always talk about what they face and what about what they face. Thank you, Micah. Hmm. He's not wrong. He's not, not wrong, wrong at all. Not wrong he said at it, he all. said it earlier. Me and Joyce said that. But I don't think you're right. <laughs> I don't think you're right. I mean, uh, who are the Niners? They are a all-pro running back in Christian McCaffrey 2019, an all-pro tight end in George Kittle, an all-pro left tackle in Trent Williams, an all-pro wide receiver in Debo Samuel, and a quarterback in Brock Purdy who has literally been one of the best quarterbacks since he has taken over, not to mention a pro bowler at fullback who's just the best utility pro player in all of the NFL. That's who the Niners are. I mean, every room has all pro, all pro, all pro. Why I think the Niners will be most unstoppable in this game is for this reason. The Niners are physical and the Cowboys are finesse. There is nothing wrong with being either. Both get results. The only problem is when finesse meets physical, physical usually wins. You all think at home about the Cowboys' best players and ask yourself, are the Cowboys' best players finesse players or physical players? Do the Cowboys' best players run around you or run through you? Then pause. And ask yourself, are the Niners' best players physical or finesse players? Ask yourself, does Debo Samuel want to run around you or run through your face mask? Does George Kittle want to run around you Mm. or supplant you in the dirt? How about Trent Williams? Is he a finesse offensive tackle or does he want to bury you? He punches, so. Once you answer that question, you will find the answer, too, if the Cowboys' defense can slow down the 49ers' offense. I have my answer and you likely have yours. But, Shady, I want yours, big dog. Can the Cowboys' defense slow down the Niners' offense? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. Micah is actually right. Like, I don't think no other team that the Niners face is like the Cowboys' defense. They match up so well. They they, they truly do. And I hate to say that because, you know, I'm I'm wearing green and I bleed green. (laughs) But the truth, the the Cowboys – This is gross. Don't be be proud of me. (laughs) The Cowboys have a, a, a really good roster. People just love to give them excuses. On defense, Micah Parsons is the real deal. And I think Micah run, likes to run around people. Mm-hmm. He's dominant. I don't think Micah's super physical. I know Micah's super dominant. Mm-hmm. That's what I know about Micah. Okay? You got Demarcus Lawrence. Mm-hmm. He, I don't know how finesse he is. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a beast. Correct. Yeah. He is. He absolutely That's so, a physical player. That's the physical So my, my thing is, when I look at this defense, Micah Parsons is right. Like, we can ball, too, on defense. And we got ball hawks in the back. They're not gonna be. They're not gonna be trying digs like that. I watched Diggs match up against Mike Evans last week. Mm-hmm. I, I was surprised to see that, and he stood up to the challenge. So, I, I think this team it, it'll be a good matchup, man. I, I do think that the, 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 the Niners they do have a rookie quarterback, and eventually, he's got to play like a rookie. Who's the finesse players for the Cowboys? Ooh, call them out now. Uh, I think Michael Parsons is more of a finesse player than a physical player. <sighs> I don't – I would not describe – Finesse, like, if it's Micah soft, like – No, whoa, whoa, whoa. Nah, so, but that's, that's, those are fighting words. The way, the way, the way he plays. But, like, but like Finesse – Finesse meaning, finesse like, is, if Micah Parsons is going to get a sack, he's going to get a sack by dipping, gripping, going fast, around you. Quick, yeah. But if you're – would you rather be fast or be physical? Because you can be tough. If I'm faster than you, it doesn't matter. Ooh, Correct. That's, that's why I said – That is why I that's said both are good. But when Finesse meets physical – Physical typically. But if wins. I'm finesse and I'm faster and I'm also kind of physical, which is what Micah is. He dominant. I, I'm not describing he, Micah dominant. as a he's non-physical a player. Like, he's a physical player. If, there, I pick, there are, there, if I had to pick one of them, I'm going to say I think he's a finesse player. There, it's, it's a nuance. Micah Parsons is a well, finesse. Why, I, I don't want to get caught up in this. Yeah. But I, I'm yeah, saying that I don't Thank look at the Cowboys that, as a finesse team. I don't even look at their defense as a finesse defense. I think they're a very physical defense. The Niners are more physical, 
But again, to a conversation we had a few moments ago, I don't think the gap is that big. It, now, it, it might not matter because the Niners gap might be enough to sustain what they've been doing all season long. But I said this a few few weeks ago or two weeks ago. I don't remember what it was. And, and, and I don't know. Cowboys fans were mad at me for saying this, too. But the Cowboys have everything they need to win a Super Bowl. We got to stop talking about them like they're just some, they're just scraping it together. I don't know how they're here. Like, what do you mean? They have seven pro bowlers. The Ooh. Niners have six. They have three all pros. The Niners have six. They, they've got Dak Prescott against Doc, Brock Purdy. Dak Prescott is a better quarterback than Brock Purdy. Right. They had, back, Dak Prescott had a better week last week than Brock Purdy did, both against not great teams. Tony Pollard, Zeke Elliott, Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, CeeDee Lamb, D.B. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. Okay, I'll give you that. But CeeDee Lamb's pretty good. Real good. Pretty good player. Dalton Schultz, George Kittle, Trent Williams, Zach Martin, Micah Parsons, Nick Bosa. What are we talking about here? This is not some mismatch. Mm, it is. It, I don't no, think so. I'll say why. We have a Super Bowl winning coach on the other side. You've got a Super Bowl winning defensive coordinator and went to another Super Bowl as a head coach as a defensive oh, Derek, coordinator. Oh, Quinn, Quinn. Yeah. This is not some lineup of scrubs. Not scubs. I'm not, not scrubs. going to hyperbole. But, but the idea. But listen, <laughs> I, I, I think. Uh, fine, I'm using words that are too aggressive. I hear you. My problem with the with the conversation, I guess, is we are providing a narrative or having a conversation about the Cowboys that sets them up for this being a pass. They always get if passes. the Niners see, a, a pass or or somehow that they're just the scrappy underdogs in this game. They're not. And that's why Micah said that. Hold up now. The Cowboys are a good team. Yeah. They just happen to be named the Cowboys. Damn. If they were any other team, if there was any other colors and different logo, <laughs> we would be like, this is the matchup. Like, this is for real. The Niners better come correct as good as they've been playing. Who, what are they missing? I guess, Dave, let me, let me transition from Joy asking me the question to me asking you a question. My, here's what I think about it. I break it down by matchups. All right. And you'll get it. We'll all get it. Joy, you'll get it. Everybody sitting here will get it. Linebackers cover tight ends, and they cover running backs. Yeah. The Niners linebackers, to me, are better than the Cowboys tight ends and running backs. To me. I think that Fred Warner, who is a first-team All-Pro, the best at the position, is better than Tony Pollard. If you think Tony Pollard is better than what he does, I won't be mad at you. But Fred Warner to me. I think that the Niners wide receivers are better than the Cowboys defensive backs. I think Trayvon Diggs is good. But opposite Trayvon Diggs, Bland, uh, whether you have Hooker in the back end, Curse, I think the Niners receivers are better. I think the Niners pass rush is better than the Cowboys offensive line. So whenever you go to any matchup, know, I'm just like, I think the Niners even if you believe win they're that much, every matchup. Even if you believe they're that much better, is it far-fetched to believe that if they don't play up to the level they need to play to and the Cowboys play their game, that they couldn't win this game? Like, it's almost being pitches that the Cowboys have no shot in this yep. game. And yep. I, I'm, I think the, the Niners should win this game. I think they have more, more whatever, they're more dominant, whatever you want to say, but just it's how much is the gap at every position? If if the Niners play the way they played against the Raiders, the, the, oh, oh the Niners. If the, the Niners. Niners play the play the, yeah, the way yeah, they played yeah, against yeah, the Raiders, yeah. is that is is that good enough to See, beat the Cowboys? I don't think it is. That's the interesting point for me. Is that and I mean I think the the Cowboys have everything they need to win a Super Bowl. I think. The Niners just have more. The Niners have more of it, with the exception of quarterback, and that's what makes this so fascinating to me is I think the mismatch in this game is the most important position on the field. 
that's what makes this interesting to me. What I'm curious about for the Niners, I respect the hell out of them. The all pros, they all speak for themselves. You could easily make the case that there's some empty calories on this Niners resume. You could easily okay, make that make case. It, make it, make it. Okay. You got a little time. You got a, l- a little bit. The best defense Brock Purdy has re- uh, beaten so far is ranked ninth. The Cowboys are two. Mm. The Niners are one and one again in games against 10 win teams. They beat mm. the Chargers by six. They got killed by the Chiefs. You want to know the Cowboys record in those games? Three and one. Mm. They've, be- they've beaten three 12 win teams. Cincy. Philly, Minnesota. The Cowboys have an objectively better resume. I think the Niners have all the talent in the world, but I think people are sleeping on that. And no matchups, you can still lose, too. Look, we got more speak after this. We got to continue this conversation. Fascinating by all parties.